Ronaldo McKenzie, and welcome to another episode of the Neoliberal Round podcast. Today we have breaking news, and we have an update as to what's going on in the war with the war with Ukraine and Russia. We obtained a public a published piece calling for full blown genocide and destruction of Ukraine as a state. Again, Russian state news agency published a piece calling for full-blown genocide and destruction of Ukraine as a state. And we obtained this from a news source uh, and from Ukraine, the Ukrainian news source. But again, today we will be sharing a, public, a published piece calling for full-blown genocide and destruction of Ukraine as a state. And just before I do so, you may recall, you may recall that some time ago, I published I, I published an article I published an article called entitled Putin's Speech March 16 2022 he reveals his mind again some time ago via Ronaldo.mckenzie studios on the YouTube I shared a YouTube video where Putin gave a speech and he revealed is his mind and Putin's speech on March 16, 2022 is similar. This article resembles Putin's ideologies and is part of the Russian propaganda to justify a war that they are losing. I wrote Putin's latest speech, March 16, 2022. He reveals his mind. I delve into it here, lifting up some very important points and highlight red flags and signal a warning for us and the world. And I said, let us watch Putin's esoteric speech. And I'm going to play a bit of it for you and translate it. And then I am going to delve into this piece that was published by the Russian news agency. Listen to the Putin speech delivered. Yes, of course, they, the West, will bet on the so-called fifth column, on the national traitors, on those who earn money here with us, but live there. And they live not even in the geographic sense of the world, or the word, but according to their thoughts, according to their slavish consciousness. I do not at all judge those who have a villa in Miami, or on the French Rivera, who can't do without foie gras, oysters, or the so-called gender freedoms. But the issue here is not in that fact, but in the fact that many of these people, by their very nature, are mentally located exactly there and not here, not with our people, not with Russia. This is in their opinion, this is in their opinion, a sign of belonging to a higher caste, to a higher race, 
Such people are ready to sell their own mother. If only they were allowed to sit in the hallway of this very highest caste. They want to be like her, meaning caste, imitating her in every way, yet they forget or do not understand at all that if they are needed by these caught, then they are only needed as expendable material in order to use them to inflict maximum damage on our people. The collective West is trying to split our society, speculating on the combat losses and the socio-economic consequences of, of, of our actions, provoking a civil confrontation in Russia and using its fifth column to achieve its goal. And there is only one goal. I have already spoken about it, the destruction of Russia. But any people, and even more so the Russian people, will be able to distinguish true patriots from scum and traitors and simply spit them out like a midge that accidentally flew in your mouth. Spit them out. I am convinced that such a natural and necessary self-purification of society will only strengthen our country, our solidarity, cohesion, and readiness to respond to any challenges. That was President Putin on March 16, 2022. And yes, this particular speech, this particular speech, is forms the ideological basis of the article that was published by the Russian state news agency. This drive, and just so you know, and maybe we should say the Putin news agency, because who controls the Russian state agency? And when we talk about the issue of information, because we said that communication is to make popular what was the monopoly. But the article begins by, the article begins this way. It says, back in April last year, we wrote about the inevitability of denazification of Ukraine. We do not need a Nazi, Bandera in Ukraine, an enemy of Russia and an instrument of the West to destroy Russia. You see here, I just played the... Putin's March 16th, 2022. And I revealed to you his suspicions. And he's calling the Ukrainians the fifth column and indicating and saying that they are being used to inflict maximum damage on Russia. And he is saying we should spit them out like the traitors, like the scums that they are. So here it is, the Russian news agency, the Russian state agency published a a recent article, and it says, back in April last year, we wrote about the, inevit- the inevitability of denazification of Ukraine. We do not need a Nazi, Bandera in Ukraine, an enemy of Russia, and an instrument of the West to destroy Russia. Today, the issue of denazification has moved to the practical plane. Denazification is necessary when a significant part of the people, most likely its majority, is mastered and dragged by the Nazi regime into its politics. That is when the hypothesis, and I quote, the people are good, the government is bad, end of quote, does not work. Recognition of this fact is the basis of the policy of denazification of all its activities and the fact itself constitutes its subject matter.
Ukraine is in just is in just such a situation. The fact that Ukraine voters, Ukrainian voters voted voted for Poroshenko's peace and Zelensky's peace should not be misleading. Ukrainians were quite happy with the shortest route to peace through Blitzkrieg, which the last two Ukrainian presidents transparently hinted at when they were elected. It was precisely this method of pacification of internal and anti-fascist through total terror that was used in Odessa, Kharkov, Nepropetrovsk, Mariupol, and other Russian cities. And just, and just so you know that, you know that Mariupol and Kharkov and some of these are actually in Ukraine, but the article is referring to them as Russian cities. The article continues. Denazification is a set of measures towards the Nazified mass of the population, which technically cannot be directly punished as war criminals. Nazis who have taken up arms must be destroyed as much as possible on the battlefield. No significant distinction should be made between the AFU and the so-called National Security Forces, as well as the territorial defense militias that have joined these two types of military formations. All of them are equally engaged in outrageous cruelty against civilians, equally responsible for the genocide of the Russian people, and they do not observe the laws and customs of war. And just so you know, here they are levying an accusation saying they do not observe the laws and customs of war, yet Putin and Russia does not observe laws. And, and that is the thing with power, and which is an issue of pharisaicalism. And we talk about the bureaucratic phenomenon, Michael Cruzier, bureaucratic phenomenon, where people set rules, but they don't expect the rules to govern them. It doesn't apply to them. It only applies to others. As if the rules are set up to maintain, establish, or create their advantage over others. Because here it is that Putin did not want the West and the United Nations to implement a no-fly zone because of some agreement between the Soviet Union and and uh, and the United Nations or or or, or the G eight or not the, G, the 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 countries between the Soviet Union and the uh, the United Nations or those countries the the power block that 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 negotiates the Security Council of the world that was set up after the fall of of the breakup of the Soviet Union. There was an agreement between these countries, the Soviet Union and the Security Council, which was formulated. NATO, we're talking about NATO here. So, Russia does not want, or Putin does not want, NATO to to implement a no-fly zone because of the agreement between NATO and Russia. But yet still, Putin and Russia has been going around the world 
breaking every humanitarian law. The, the article continues. It says, war criminals and active Nazis must be punished approximately and exemplarily. A total lustration must be carried out. Any organizations that have linked that have linked themselves with the practice of Nazism must be eliminated and banned. However, in addition to the top brass, a significant portion of the masses of the people who are passive Nazis, collaborators of Nazism, are also guilty. They supported and indulged the Nazi government. Just punishment, just punishment for this section of the population is possible only as the bearing of the inevitable burdens of a just war against the Nazi system waged as gently and discreetly as possible against civilians. The further denazification of, the, of this mass of the population consists in re-education, which is achieved by ideological repression or suppression, of Nazi attitudes and harsh censorship, not only in the political sphere, but necessarily also in the sphere of culture and education. It was through culture and education that the profound mass Nazification of the population was prepared and carried, and carried out, consolidated by the promise of dividends from the Nazi regime's victory over, over Russia. Nazi propaganda internal violence and terror and the eight-year war with the rebel Ukrainian Nazi people of Donbass. Denazification can only be carried out by the victor which presupposes one, his unconditional control over the denazification process and two, the power to ensure such control. In this respect, the denazified country cannot be sovereign. The the denazifying state Russia cannot proceed from a liberal approach to denazification. The ideology of the denazifier cannot be challenged by the guilty party undergoing denazification. Russia's recognition of the need for denazification of Ukraine means, again, let me read that, Russia's recognition of the need, Russia's recognition of the need for denazification of Ukraine, not Ukraine recognition in their own, it is Russia, Mother Russia, Russia's recognition, as if Ukraine is not sovereign, as if they don't have their own identity. Russia's rec- the article says Russia's recognition of the need for denazification of Ukraine means the recognition that the Crimean scenario is impossible for Ukraine as a whole. However, the scenario was also impossible in 2014 in the rebellious Donbass. Only eight years of resistance to Nazi violence and terror led to internal cohesion and a consciously unequivocal mass refusal to preserve any unity and connection to Ukraine which defined itself as a Nazi society. You see what's going on here? Russia. You know, I'm, I said to you, I'm writing a book on... I'm writing a... I'm, I'm, do, I'm, invo- I'm doing a book project, and it's entitled Position, Power, Privilege, and Status. And here we are seeing an issue of power, because issue... And issues begin... And this is an issue of ethnocentrism. Because it is as if... The Ukrainians 
don't have an, a sense of the individual. And I said to you, what is the ultimate of all things? The ultimate of all things is that we live together as one with reality, with all of our individualities. And I say, and I continue in, my, in, 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 in that particular theme, in that particular, one of my first blog posts, I wrote that. And I continue by saying, a man said once, once you label me, you negate me. And that's what is happening here. Russia and Putin is negating the individual. Negating, negating the individuality, the sovereignty, the nation. And they are creating... So the first thing, and that is the issue of power. That is the strategy of power. They create an identity for the other. And that is why sometimes you ask me, you, how do you identify? I say, I am first Ronaldo. I... I do not identify as one thing or the other because once I tell you how do you identify, then immediately labels, immediately these labels conjures up images in people's mind of who and what that, of who and what or who I am. And then more often than not, the approach and the engagement, how we engage the individual is then colored is colored by the images that you conjure up in your mind based on the labels of identity that these labels carry with it so when you ask me who I am I am first I'm tell I am Ronaldo and then we can have a discussion about who I am and so on and so forth that is important but the issue of labor is important. If you look, and I said to you, the issue, race is a pseudoscience. Race is a strategy. The categories in society is the downfall of society. It's a challenge for society and for, for humanity and for progress. Because it provides an opportunity. It facilitates, uh, it, 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 it facilitates destruction. And I talk about Orientalism and Occidentalism. And I share a story from Edward Said's book when he talks about Orientalism. Talk about ideas that the East have about the West and how the ideas of the East about the West. Is the East sees the West as irreligious. And so they carry out attacks like 9-11 and so on and so forth. It's justified based on values because they believe that their values are better than the Western values and Everyone should, religion, even in religion, you have those values. And I say to you, even when you study globalization and the global dynamics in the world, and I talk about in my book, Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance, when I talk about the bureaucratic phenomenon, how countries came together and create uh, WTOs and international organizations that would help to facilitate trade and set rules. But at the end of the day, when the, who, who, the, the rules aren't applicable to everyone because a few people who already have advantage set rules and they dilly-dally around these rules. They circumvent these rules. But the other countries, such as the Global South countries, were forced to abide by certain rules, especially already they have limited resources and so they have to go to the international, the big countries, the post-industrial countries to ask for money. 
And they are already part of a World Trade Organization with rules. And who and when you talk, when you go to the IM, the IMDB or the Inter the Inter American Bank or the International Monetary Fund, and when these countries went and asked for loans, where is the money come from? Where does the IMDB get the money? Where does the World Bank get the money? Where does the IMF get? They get the money from the the, the post-industrial, the, the developed countries. Lend them these money, and that's of course there are conditions, and then there are, and then these bodies then lend these other countries money. But then the loan comes with certain conditions, conditions that hold them back, that prevent them from meaningfully competing in the global world, in a globalized world. And that's what has happened. And so, so conditions prevent them from competing and so not, and then the rules don't favor because I say to you, while some countries could not subsidize their local economy and the, the farmers and so on and so forth and their industry, the other countries were doing that and then penetrating and flooding these local markets. And that's what you see the issue of power, the issue of privilege, the issue of status within society and how society creates certain rules and organizations and then expect only certain people to abide by these rules. We call this Phariseeicalism. Do as I say, but not as I do. This is it, okay? And of course, we still continue to see. But of course, what we do, we create labels, meanings. That's what power does. It tries to, it tries to, 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 it, 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 it moves. Away. And, you know, I said to you some time ago, I had an interview with the, the owner of the Ubuntu Fine Arts Gallery. And if, and if you listen to one of my podcasts, I interviewed this this gentleman, Stephen C. W. Taylor, and it's and I asked him about Ubuntu, and we and Ubuntu is talk, talks about the individual, respecting the individual, valuing the individual, and and moving away the and moving away from ethnocentrism. But even even though we have an idea of this issue of we understand ethnocentrism, and even though we understand human tendency to judge others based on their own value and that creates conflict in society people still cannot move away from that because of this greed because of this drive for power and he talks about this ubuntu talk this ubuntu principle of the individual we talked you know earlier i i we talk, i shared an article about orientalism and occidentalism and edward, edward say he talks about that and actually within a, I was at Georgetown University and we were looking at uh, the foundation of knowledge. And one of the things that we talked about as we look at Orient, we looked at Orientalism and Occidentalism, but more so Orientalism. But I, I did a paper and because I wanted to compare Orientalism with Occidentalism because Orientalism is looking at Western views about the East. And Occidentalism is looking at Western views about the East because Western views about Eastern views about the West is that the West the West is irreligious, and that justifies wars. While in Occidentalism, the East is, the, the East is, the West is saying, well, the East, uh, they have certain ideas about the East, their fundamentalism, or, 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 or they're not, they're lacking in in intellect, and and so on and so forth. And of course, you see that when Putin talks about this value, the, their suspicions about the other suspicions about the other because 
people want to penetrate the other. And so they try to define the other. That's ex- exactly what is happening. Putin is here defining Ukraine as if Ukraine isn't a nation. They don't have an idea about this, a sense of self, which is what happened with slavery. In all, okay, and the issue of power comes here again because what did they do? In, what happened in slavery was the first to, to, to define to define a particular person, went to Africa, okay, and define these people as livestock. Come up with a strategy to define them, stripping away their individuality. So that's what has happened here. You strip away their individuality, their humanness. And after you strip away someone's, the slave or the, that person's individuality, now you can use, you can use, use them you can penetrate them, you can abuse them, you can dominate them in a sense. And that is what, and that is the problem for society. Uh, this penchant to, to strip away an individual's individuality and then to, and then to, to penetrate and to dominate and to control. And we do that by creating labels creating races and divisions and so on and so forth. That is a problem for society. That is the exact motivation for this war. The exact, and you hear, and you hear it in this article, the recurring theme, the recurring theme, the, the denazifying state Russia cannot proceed from a liberal approach to denazification. The ideology of the denazifier cannot be challenged by the guilty party. Russia's recognition of the need. And, you know, when I talk about Occidentalism, you know, Egypt, there is, a, there is an article by a, by a, a British... There, if you check the archives or the history book, there is, there is, a, there is a, 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 a presentation by a parliamentarian. I believe his name is Balfour. And in his speech to Parliament, when Egypt was occupied, was a colony of, of, of Britain... This parliamentarian who, that, who was responsible for the management and the overseeing of, of Egypt, he was, a, was, a, was, a, he was a British parliamentarian, was in parliament justifying why, why Britain should continue to remain as the Egypt as Egypt's masters. Why Egypt? In fact, the article, the speech suggests that Britain knows or England knows what's best for the Egyptians. The Egyptians do not. The Egyptians do not know what's best for them. In fact, if anything, if if there's anything positive that ha- that has happened in Egypt was because they were occupied. They were occupied. Anything good that has come out, any and the, and the conversation and. And, and the speech, in his speech, it is as if anything positive that, that the Egyptians can celebrate, it's only positive because of external forces. Because the Egyptians are not, they are ordinary people. They lack a, a particular kind of European intelligence that is the standard and a way of thinking, a way of thinking and operating. And, it's, and I talk, and that is what has happened, this kind of ethnocentrism. Privileging the English way of life 
over the Egyptian way of life and then imposing that. And in a sense, Putin is also saying that he believes that West, the West is privileging their way of life and using Ukraine to penetrate. But Ukraine, this, this is a schizophrenic situation for, for Ukrainians because it is as if they're in the middle. Because it's as if they do not have any say. Weaker countries or people who are at the other end of the stick do not have any power. They are sandwiched between capitalism and socialism, West and East. And this is part of the problem and the challenge for society. And I, and I said to you that we are holding on to a thread. The article continues because it's a very long article. It goes on to say that the time frame for denazification can in no way be less than one generation who must be born, grow, and mature under the condition of denazification. The denazification of Ukraine has lasted for over 30 years starting at least in 1989 when Ukrainian nationalism gained legal and legitimate forms of political expression and led the movement for independence towards Nazism. The peculiar... So you see, they are, Russia, Russia is trying to define the individual. It's as if the Ukrainians don't have a say in who they are. Ukraine is a sovereign nation, but they are, they are defined. And that is, I tell you, that is what power does. And those who privilege a particular position and try to, you know, power, power uses various means. It will use passive means through systems and laws. And if that doesn't work, coercion. And the coercion is used after they have stripped away the individuality, the sovereignty, the person, the humanness, then after you have done that, you move to, to carry out some act of war or violence. That is what has happened. And they are trying to define. In, in fact, they are even trying to redefine Ukraine's independence to say that their independence is not an independence for a true independence, but with an independence so that they can practice Nazism. Diluting, diluting a people's experience. In this article, in this article, you can see what's happening. And they don't, can I, they are not even aware of this. The article, it suggests this dynamic, this power dynamic, as if mother is chastising a child. Okay? As if mother is chastising a child. That's what it is. The Ukraine Ukraine is a child. And the mother knows what's best and is and it's applying and is chastising it. This this is the issue. This is an issue of power. They are trying to and and here it is that Putin and Ru- and the news the article is saying that their independence is not true independence. Their independence is one towards Nazism. But what are the Ukrainians saying? Who is saying that? Only the aggressor. When you study, when you look at dynamics, human dynamics in the world, between when you study power in the world and look at victimizations, 
that is always the abuser the abuser always try to define try to justify his abuse of the other by redefining the other person redefining the victim as as being threatening redefining the victim as being threatening the, now the article continues by saying the peculiarity of modern nazified ukraine is its amorphous and ambivalent nature which allows nazism to be disguised as aspirations for independence and the european western pro-american path of development in reality degradation in other words you know, again let me read that the peculiarity of modern nazified ukraine is its amorphous and ambivalent nature which allows nazism to be disguised as aspirations for independence and the european western pro-american path of development in reality degradation if if ukraine who is a sovereign country choose an independence towards a european that is western and american then to russia that is that is that is degrading that is that is nazism and that is what they are trying to root out in reality to degradation to claim that the article continues in reality to degradation to claim that there is no nazism in in, in ukraine so they're saying that oh they're just saying uh, ukraine is have ideals of 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 being a developed country resembling the american development but that is just nazism in fact the article didn't address it but that's what nazism is in this article the article continues by saying there is no main nazi party no fura and no full-fledged racial laws only a stripped down version in for in the form of repression of the russian language as a consequence there is no opposition and no resistance to, to the regime however all of the above does not make ukrainian nazism a light version of german nazism of the first half of the 20th century on the contrary as a ukrainian nazism as ukrainian nazism is free from such genre political technology in essence frames and restrictions it unfolds freely as the fundamental basis of all nazism like european and in its most developed form american racism uh, you, you see that is exactly their talk they're not, they're saying the 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 nazism that they're trying to drain ukraine of is not one that was that was that is that that was hitleric or hitlerian but it is one that is Amer- american racism therefore nazification cannot be carried out in a compromising way on the basis of a formula such as nato no eu yes the collective west itself is the designer source and sponsor of ukrainian nazism while the western bandera cadres 
and their historical memory are only one of the instruments of the Nazification of Ukraine. Ukro-Nazism is no less of a threat to peace and Russian or Russia than German Nazism of Hitler's modification. The article continues. The name Ukraine cannot apparently be retained as, as the title of any fully denazified state formation on any territory freed from the Nazi regime. The People's Republics, newly established in Nazi-liberated territory, must and will grow out of the practice of economic self-government and social welfare. The, re- the reconstruction and the, moderni- and, the moderni- and the modernization of the population's life support system. I'm going to read it again. The article continues, goes on to say, the name Ukraine cannot apparently be retained. They want to strip Ukraine of the name Ukraine. The name Ukraine cannot apparently be retained as the title. The, you know, it is the same thing with slavery. They want to strip them of the language. And strip them of of any of any identity. I I just said to you, power does that. It strives, it the strategy of power. It strips away the individuality and your identity. The name Ukraine cannot apparently be retained, according to the article, as the title of any fully denazified state formation on territory freed from Nazi regime. The People's Republics, newly established in Nazi liberated territory must and will grow out of the practice of economic self-government and social welfare. The reconstruction and and modernization of the population's life support systems. Their political aspirations. Their political aspirations. Ukrainians' political aspirations, in fact, cannot be neutral. Redemption of guilt towards Russia for treating it as an enemy can only be realized in reliance on Russia reliance on Russia in the processes of reconstruction, regeneration, and development. No martial plan for these territories should be allowed. There can be no neutrality in the ideological and practical sense compatible with denazification. The cadres and organizations that are the instruments of denazification in the new Nazified republics cannot but rely on the direct power and organizational support of Russia. Denazification will inevitably be de-Ukrainianization, a rejection of the large-scale artificial inflation of the ethnic component of the self-identification of the population of the territories of historical Malorosia and Novorosia, which the Soviet authorities started. As a tool of communist superpower, Artificial ethnocentrism did not remain orphaned after the fall of communism. Communism. In this service capacity, it was taken over by another superpower, power over states, the superpower of the West. It needs to be returned to its natural boundaries and stripped of its political functionality. So there's an issue of boundaries. They are nervous of this American, this Western hold that is close to their borders. They are suspicious of that. And so, and not only that, they are suspicious, of course, not only that, they believe that their power is waning. Mother Russia's 
hold on the region is waning as all of these other European countries or former USSR countries adopt more Western policies, Western style of development and Western life. But can I tell you, this is not just an issue for the Poland and, 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 and Ukraine and the other countries in the region, Lithuania and so on. There are all other countries, even in Russia, the young people, the younger people are also adopting that style this Western value, lifestyle and appetite. And I think that is what's happening. So, ru- so conservative Russians are, in a sense, responding or reacting to this as if, because that's what happened. They, they feel as if the, the, their power and their control and the, the extent of their power is waning as well. So that's another reason for power. It's a reaction and justification for the war. It's a reaction. Whenever though the power block or those in power feel as though their control is waning, then that's, they, there is always reactive means. And of course, they, they, use, they use systematic means to countervail any, any, any kind of new ideological Developments that seem to be mitigating against the status quo. The article continues by saying, unlike, say, Georgia and the Baltic countries, Ukraine, as history has shown, is impossible as a nation state, and attempts to build such a state inevitably lead to Nazism. Ukrainianism is an artificial anti Russian construction with no civilizational content of its own a subordinated element of a foreign and alien civilization. Debanderization in itself will not be enough for denazification. The banderite element is only a performer and a screen, a disguise for the European project of Nazi Ukraine. So the, Nazi, the denazification of Ukraine is also its in, is inevitable. De- Europeanization. De-Europeanization. The Banderovian top brass must be eliminated. It is impossible to re-educate them. The social swamp that actively and passively supported it through action and inaction must survive the hardships of the war and assimilate the experience as a historical lesson and atonement for its guilt. Those who did not support the Nazi regime, who suffered from it and the war it it unleashed in Donbass, must be consolidated and organized, must become the support of the new government. It's vertical and horizontal. Horizontal experience shows that wartime tragedies and dramas benefit peoples who have been seduced and carried away by the role of Russia's enemy. Denazification, as the goal of the special military operation itself, is understood as a military victory over the Kiev regime, the liberation of territories from armed supporters of Nazification, the elimination of intransigent, intransigent Nazis, the capture of war criminals, and the creation of the systematic conditions for subsequent peacetime denazification. The latter, in turn, should begin with the organization of local self-government, police, 
and defense bodies cleansed of Nazi elements, launching on their basis the founding processes of the new Republican statehood, integrating the statehood in close cooperation with the Russian denazification agency, the newly created or, uh, or remade, say, from Russia Trinoskovsko, with the adoption under Russian control of a Republican regu- regulatory framework legislation for denazification, defining boundaries and frameworks directly in this respect. Russia should act as a custodian of the Nuremberg's process. Whatever, you know, Russia is still trying to insert themselves. They want to de-European, de-Nazify, de-Westernize Ukraine and set up their own government and create their own rules and own laws so as to maintain Mother Russia. So as to maintain their whole. So, you know, Russia, I don't understand. Russia was hoping in 1989 and or Russia was hoping to, to disengage from their colonial activities, but still have a sway over these countries. It is as if these countries, you can, you can, you can run your own country and do what you need to do. You can elect your own government. But remember that Russia is your head of state. And I argued that um, recently that Jamaica, Jamaica is celebrating 30 years of independence. And if you read my book, I said many of our, the, 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 the independence that some of these countries have, they are, they, they are they're not really independent. The fact that they are so dependent and they are and they're locked into into this globalized world into agreements that ha- that continue to keep them back and at the same time they still have the queen as their head of state and if people if and 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 if they and and the, the queen has to still apply her seal and if people and and if 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 people on the on the mainland want to make to appeal a particular decision of the court they have to go to britain this is absolutely ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. But anyways, let's continue with the article. The article continues by saying all of the above means that in order to achieve the goals of denazification, the support of the population, their transition to Russia, after being freed from the terror, violence and ideological pressure of the Kiev regime, after being removed from the informational isolation is necessary, Of course, it will take some time for people to recover from the shock of military action and to become convinced of Russia's long-term intentions that they will not be abandoned. It is impossible. I mean, they are justifying why they want to take over another country and to impose that country's will. The article continues. You see, they feel as though they are justified. The article continues. It is impossible to foresee in advance in which territories this mass of population will constitute a critically needed majority. The Catholic province, Western Ukraine, comprising five regions, is unlikely to be part of the pro-Russian territories. The line of exclusion, however, will be found by experience. A hostile to Russia, but forcibly neutral and demilitarized Ukraine with formerly banned Nazism will remain behind it. Russian or Russia haters will go there. A guarantee that this residual Ukraine 
will remain neutral should be the should be the threat of an immediate continuation of the military cooperation if the listed requirements are not met. This would probably require a permanent Russian military presence on its territory. From the alien nation line and up to the Russian border would be the territory will be the territory of potential integration into Russian civilization. Anti-fascist fascist in its inner nature. Ukraine denat- Ukraine's denatification operation, and that's the special operation. The operation is, and that is why I'm telling you, right now there is peace going, there's peace talk between Ukraine and Russia, but there's no peace talk. It's a facade. They're just buying time. Because if Russia still have these ideas about Ukraine and, and, and ideas about Mother Russia and Russian values and ideologies and, and maintain their suspicions of the West and have ideas that involves dominating and controlling all of that particular Russia region, Russia and the region surrounding, then there is, there is no peace. Because I'm, the Ukrainians are not giving up their, their independence and they will continue to res- resist because they recognize themselves as individuals, as soul, people with soul and with value, as human beings who have an idea about how they want to live their lives and, and the, kind, the, time of the, the type of country that they want. And it, is one that, and it is not one that involves Russian value. And that's a problem for Russia because it, it affects their, their ability to control. The, the article continues by saying, liquidation of armed Nazi formation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna repeat this again. Ukraine de- denatification operation, which began with a military phase, will follow in peacetime. The same logic of stages as a military operation. At each of them, irreversible changes will have to be achieved, which will be the results of the corresponding stage. The necessary initial steps of denazification can be defined as follows. 1. Liquidation of the armed Nazi formations, understood to mean any armed fo- formations of Ukraine, including the armed forces of Ukraine, as well as the military, informational and educational infrastructure supporting their activity. The formation of people's self-government and police, defense and law and order in the liberated territories, protecting the population from the terror of underground Nazi groups, installation of the Russian information space, removal of educational materials and, prohibish, and the prohibition of educational programs at all, at all levels that contain Nazi ideological attitudes, massive investigations into personal responsibility for war crimes, crimes against humanity, dissemination of Nazi ideology and support for the Nazi regime. This is exactly what they did. You know what? This is how control of power works. You know, when they, when slaves, during the slave trade, they separated the slaves into various groups and to tribes so that they wouldn't be able to understand each other and communicate with each other. All the strategy, all the systems that they're coming up with to maintain their hold once they're able to install their government. And that's what they're trying to do. There is no peace. The only peace is when they have installed the government. And they are saying that there is no peace 
when if there's no negotiation, there's no negotiating this piece. There's no nego- ne- negotiating. They're not giving up Crimea, Donbass, Mariupol, and these other countries, and leaving the rest of Ukraine to still be infested with Nazi value, which they call Western value, which can still penetrate the other areas that they have now taken control of. So, Russia, Russia's, oper- Russia's operations, military operation in Ukraine doesn't stop with taking over three or four cities and towns and regions. It involves taking control of all of Ukraine. All of Ukraine. So, the article continues by saying, part of this, part of the process, the, form, this, the formation of people is self-government and police and, and so on and so forth. Part of and, and, and liberating the territories and protecting the population from the terror of underground Nazi group. Part of the process not only involves removal of education materials and the listing disclosures of the names of collaborators and the adoption of the local level on the Russian curatorship of primary denazification, but also establishing memorials, commemorative signs, monuments to the victims of Ukrainian Nazism, commemorating the heroes of the struggle against it. The inclusion of a set of anti-fascist and denatification norms in the constitutions of the new people's republics. Creation of permanent de- uh, denatification bodies for a period of 25 years. Russia will have no allies in denatification of Ukraine. As this is a purely Russian affair and also a purely Russian affair. And also because not just the Bandera version of Nazi Ukraine will be eradicated. In other words, Ukraine idea of who they want and what they want. And you know, that's what happened. Some of these countries that negotiate their independence, they negotiated their independence. And an independence that was acceptable by those who were empowered where they can continue to keep their hold. But if people want an independence where they ac- accept different set of values, and a different set of vision that, that runs incongruous to those who are now abdicating their power, then it becomes, a, it becomes a problem. And then what happens is that they reconsider and retake. So Russia will have, so the article says, Russia will have no allies in the denazification of Ukraine. As this is a purely Russian affair, and also because not just the Bandera version of Nazi Ukraine will be eradicated, but also, and above all, Western totalitarianism, imposed programs of civilizational de- degradation and disintegration, mechanisms of subordination to the superpower of the West and the USA. In order to, the article continues, in order to implement the plan of denazification of Ukraine, Russia, Russia itself will have to finally give up its pro-European and pro-Western illusions to realize itself as the last instance of protection and preservation of those values of historical Europe, the old world, the old world I talk about, it's the old holding on, they're holding on, which deserved it and which the West ultimately abandoned, having lost in the struggle for itself. 
This struggle continued throughout the 20th century and manifested itself in the World War and the Russian Revolution, inextricably linked to each other. Russia did everything it could to save the West in the 20th century. It realized the main Western project, the alternative to capitalism, which defeated the nation-states, the socialist Red Project. It crushed German Nazism, the monstrous spawn of the crisis of Western civilization. The last act of Russian altruism was Russia's outstretched hand of friendship for which Russia received a monstrous blow in the 1990s. You see, what that's what power does. Are those in power. They, they start to talk about what good they have done to help the other. Talk, they started to list their efforts, which aren't efforts, which are at best fantastic. Which are best fantastic. Talking about how Russia has helped to preserve West and their values from, 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 from Nazi penetration. But we, if you study history, that is not true. About, uh, because history will tell you where Russia has been on the side of World War I and World War II. But let's continue. Every Russia, according to the article, every Russia or everything Russia has done for the West, it has done it, it, it has done at its own expense by making the greatest sacrifices. The West eventually rejected all these sacrifices, devalued Russia's contribution to resolving the Western crisis, and decided to take revenge on Russia for the help it unselfishly provided. So Russia thinks that its effort to denazify, you know, this particular article is so conflicting and so ambivalent. It is suspicious of the West and saying that it is trying to drain Ukraine of Western ideological values that it is that is penetrating its value, that is penetrating its own borders. And at the same time, it is saying that, at the same time they're saying, Russia has, Russia has helped to, to defend and to preserve the West from Nazism and from, from certain values and principles that runs against it. And it is also saying that this particular war is also Russia is 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 is, is a war it's it's Russia trying to help the West. It's it's part of the sacrifice it is making to help the West. Everything that Russia has done for the West, it has done at its own sacrifice expense by making the greatest sacrifices. That's what it says. The West eventually rejected all these sacrifices, devalued Russia's contribution to resolving the Western crisis, and decided to take revenge on Russia for the help it unselfishly provided. Help it. You, this is a psychological problem. We hear, you know, narcissists, this is how narcissists think. You can already, you already, and that's the issue of power as well. Eventually they become not. They believe that the privilege that they have in society, they, it comes from above, it comes from God. They are supposed to be where they are. 
they believe that they are supposed to be in power. And that's what happened, you know, when p- people create certain s- stratospheres and levels in society and so on and so forth. They be- Welcome back. Before the interruption, we were wrapping up this article entitled Russian State News Agency published a piece calling for full-blown genocide and destruction of Ukraine as a state. And we were at the end of the, of the publication, which says everything Russia has done for the West, it has done at its own expense by making the greatest sacrifices. The West eventually rejected all these sacrifices, devalued Russia's contribution to revolving the West, uh, resolving, resolving the Western crisis, and decided to take revenge on Russia for the help it unselfishly provided. And I'm saying this makes no sense. That Russia cannot say, this is an ambivalent argument we were saying. It collapses on its head. Because, and it is quite laughable. Because... This, in fact, the argument is convoluted. How can you, in one breath, say that you are denazifying Ukraine from Western values, from Americanism, and at the same time, and also you are saying that Ukraine is being used as a puppet by the West to penetrate Russia and to control Russia, and so your special operation is de- is draining Ukraine from this. And at the same time, you end by saying, the article ends by saying that everything that Russia has done, it has done at its own expense by making the greatest sacrifices. How is that? That argument is ambivalent. You cannot, you in one breath, say that you are helping the West by draining Ukraine, by talking of draining Ukraine of Western values. Why wouldn't, and I said earlier before the interruption, if America already thinks that it's, if, and if you say America thinks that it thinks that its values are of a higher caste or it is exceptional, and why would America think, would, why would America not want, would, why would America come in there, Russia's help, in draining Ukraine of American values, a, va- a value, if another country is adopting their way of life and their lifestyle, it, why would America want Russia to make sacrifices to prevent that from happening? That makes no sense. And I say to you, the only reason he can make this argument is because he's talking to Russians. He's not talking to people to, to West and to, to other. He's talking to the Russians. And of, I said to you, communication is to make popular what was the monopoly. And he has control of information. And he's selling a lie. Telling, and I, but first of all, this very same article suggests something else. 
that he's trying to that you are that America that he's that they are suspicious of American values and that American Americanism is a new kind of denazification is a new kind of Nazism in the world that is trying to take hold and they are trying to prevent that and at the same time at the end they are saying that they are helping the US or America or the West to deal with Ukraine that that make that uh, and then the article goes on by saying goes on to say from here on Russia will go on its own way without worrying about the fate of the west in the building on another part of its legacy leadership in the global decolonization process so here it is so this is laughable putin and russia here is in in says that it is helping the west it is helping the west or it was helping the the west or helping the us to decolonize to decolonize when it when what it is doing in ukraine it is a kind of colonization but of a different color and make that i, I talk about neoliberalism or the neoliberal the neoliberalism or the neoliberal is, is just a name that suggests strategy it's a strategy it is duplicitous and hypocritical you say that you are helping to the west to drain the world of colonialism or colonization but at the same time you are still utilizing the same and even outlined in this very same article what you intend to do with ukraine through processes of colonization so in a sense you are trying to transport or replace one kind of control with another does that make sense does so does that make it right so that's what i'm saying the argument is laughable further the art is the art and the art the, the, the further it says from from here on russia will go on its own way without worrying about the fate of the west excuse me right i said earlier before the interruption and russia has already been going on its own when it went into crimea against against the urgings of 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 the us and other countries and against sanctions and it has created several aggressions and intimidations in the world it even tried to it even invaded georgia it went on its own and when it invaded ukraine russia and putin decided that on their own that wasn't a collaborative effort so it is laughable and it is narcissistic that's what that's a narcissistic kind and that's what people who are in power develop that level of narcissism to feel to feel to believe as though they have arrived they have their power is justified their privilege is justified in in monarchical in the in in a monarchical system or in a, a world when we were ruled by nobles and 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 kings and queens and emperors and and the pope they believed that their authority and their power came from god they appealed to something from above so as to trick people into being complicit complicit in accepting in accepting con- their lives being dominated by somebody else who has hijacked power for themselves appealing to an ideology that was that be, that was 
that was universalized for that very same purpose to increase, to establish, or to to maintain power. They appeal to some higher, higher power. You see all this instance of, you see how power works through certain principles and ideologies, which is when you study historical literature, it is all, and it's not just Western society, but even Eastern societies, because here we are talking about Russia and even China and the issue with Taiwan. And we talk about recently in an article, the world now has two more global challenges in addition to racism and all the other isms that we have in the world. We have a neoliberalism. We talk about a strategy, the strategy, this narcissism to believe that I have a right. This is quite hypocritical. From here on now, Russia will try to go on its own. Russia has been going on its own for a very long time. And it says leadership in the global decolonization process. If, if, if this is what leadership looks like, if this is what leadership looks like, then we do not want that kind of leadership. And that's the next thing. They are trying to, 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 to say that they are on a world-saving mission to lead the world, but this is not leadership. As if people don't understand what leadership is. The people who they are leading... Do they want this kind of leadership? So in a sense, they have hijacked power for themselves and determined a kind of principle and is leading the world towards that. A world that does not accept that kind of leadership. So it's a totalitarian, despotic kind of understanding of leadership and process. The article concludes by saying, as part of this process, Russia has high potential for partnership and alliance with countries that the West has oppressed for centuries and have no intention of putting its yoke back on. Without Russian sacrifice and struggle, these countries would would not have been liberated. The denazification of Ukraine is at the same time its decolonization something the Ukrainian population will have to realize as it begins to free itself from the ghosts, temptations, and dependencies of the so-called European choice. Russia. Russia is upset and is reacting to another sovereign country's choice. Freedom of choice. To another country's idea of independence. To another country's way of life. Russia is going to war and has written an elaborate article justifying why they are going to war against another country. Because a country has chosen, has chosen a particular way of life that is opposed to its, to the Russian way of life. A way of life that they want. Russia. It's, you know... You read the story, if you read the Bible, the Genesis story about creation. And in the story, the Christian Holy Bible talks about a situation where Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel. One was a farmer 
One was a, a, a herder, cattle herder or whatever. They both make, they both were called to give sacrifices to their dad, to their father, Adam. I believe that's how the story went. Adam, Abel's sacrifice or gift was accepted, but Cain's gift weren't accepted. And do you know what happened in the story that was told here? Cain became jealous because of because his their father had accepted Abel's gift and because of that he reacted lashing out killing Abel because of a decision that was made this is why the dynamics of the stories of the, are a little bit different in terms of the parallels it's the same thing because the story ended by saying the article ended by saying the, de- the denazification of, of Ukraine is at the same time it's decolonization something the Ukrainian population will have to realize as it begins to free itself from the ghosts, temptations and dependencies of the so-called European choice. The choice it has made to incorporate a kind of independence and a kind of value that seemed to be American or Western. And so it is willing to kill, to kill and to destroy and to to destroy and to commit genocide to kill his brother or his sister for a decision it made to adopt a particular value man has you and you see this story it is uh, you see th- this story, it is contained in history. It is not a new story. This drive that man have to, to be willing to even kill to get his or her way. The willingness to destroy somebody else over decisions made. Decisions that the other does not like. Because they prejudice a particular decision or they are because they do not appreciate a particular decision now i had actually written an an article about written an article about this and i'd also in which is contained in the neoliberal in the neoliberal post via the ronaldo c mckenzie.com website and it is also and and i also did a podcast presentation called putin speech March 16th 2022 he reveals his mind where I talk about some of these issues I write I wrote an article published and I was saying this earlier that I wrote the article some time ago and I wrote that Putin's latest speech he revealed his mind and I delved into it lifting it lifting up some very important points and highlighted red flags and signal warnings and I said to you it is an esoteric speech it speaks to the issue of Orientalism and Occidentalism. I said to you that Putin believe the West thinks of think it's of a higher caste and it's not to be trusted 
for they only use peoples and treat them as expendable. He justifies genocide or murder or killing Ukrainians and those who side with the West as a purification mechanism to strengthen Russia, all of Russia, including the former Soviet countries. In this speech, he reveals his true intentions to unite all of Russia by cutting down and cutting off those who side with the West and believe that Western values about example, gender equality are better than Russia's or Russians' positions on gender equality. According to Putin, you can be for gender equality but force but don't force it on us. Don't believe that it's better than our position that puts men and women in their proper place. Indeed, I said in the article and in the, the podcast that Putin believes that the West assumes that its, that its progressive or democratic or slavish ways of life are better than Russia. He believes the former USSR countries have lost their way and are adopting Western ways at the expense of Russia. And in order to save and preserve Mother Russia and its children from departing from that which is truly Russian, we must spew them out, even if it means going to war. And I say to you in the, in the, in the article and in, the, in a previous episode that this is extremism, the, kind of ex- extreme, the, the same kind of extremism that seems to be growing, in, to, that seems to be growing everywhere in the world. Welcome back. We were saying before, the, before we were interrupted that this is, this is extremism as it relates to Putin and the speech that he gave, which seemed to be, which was said, which was the speech was on March 16. And this article that we just obtained is actually speaking to the very same ideological basis and justification for this war that we had written about on March 17th regarding Putin's speech that we had obtained on March 16th. We said that this is extremism, the kind of extremism that seems to be growing everywhere. It was just recently where it happened here in the US when white extremists marched to the US Capitol who many believe were under the influence and motivation of Donald Trump or some political leaders to stop the VP from certifying the, the, the U.S. 2020 presidential elections, a democratic process here in the U.S. Further, I said that Putin is being duplicitous and hypocritical when he says others believe their way is better, while he is forcing his way as the way for all Russia to follow, prejudicing a way of life and expecting all to subscribe to that or be killed. Further, one may argue that once it was the way of life, and I said this, once it, one may argue that once it was the way of life, but when a way of life or taboo is no longer a taboo and now accepted as part of the new way of life, then there is a backlash from the status quo. Putin's efforts, according to his speech, is saving Russian values, ideologies and lifestyle, which is actually the old holding on to a past, quickly leaving them Russian conservative Traditional values much must be protected and preserved at all costs. This was what I said in this, as I analyzed his speech, and of course it's revealed here. I went on to say that so Putin's goal is to do not stop with Ukraine. It only starts there. For his mission is to force the other former Soviet countries to fall in line or die. Not in the sense that they must join Russia and give up their nation, 
but more so for these countries to maintain the Russian way of life, values and principles, and not behave as if the West is better and that Russia must bend to their way. This is what make all of Russia weak and put Mother Russia and her children in a, va- in a vulnerable position to be taken over by the West. For Putin believed that the West is invading Russia ideologically and that is the highest sin or evil that must be rooted out even if it means war. For Putin here, I went on to say in the article, for Putin here, Russia is not just Russia in the geographic sense. Russia is the entire four bi- former Soviet countries in terms of its values, ideologies, and principles. The purity of this must be protected from the West, which are using the other USSR countries to penetrate so as to dominate all of Russia, Mother Russia, that was what we said. Putin is suspicious of the West and thinks we cannot be trusted, the West. But he also wants all Russia to keep its identity, even if the West thinks it's a backward or unfair, or and he is willing to kill thousands of for those fears but what if those countries want a separate identity that is not all russian what if these former ussr countries accept certain western values and realize for themselves the challenges of the current ones that's treacherous putin would say based on their comments based on his comments for no one must deport depart from the from the russian way even if the soviet union has been broken up in effect, in effect, and this, this is from my analysis of the speech, in effect, Putin embodies totally, from, this isn't my analysis of, of, of Putin's speech, the one on March 16th. In effect, Putin embodies totalitarianism and despotic leadership. And this is the same thing with this, with this article. And I tell you, Putin wrote this, wrote this article. If he believes that destroying lives for the sake of maintaining some ideological purity is salvific, then using nuclear weapons is absolutely not out of his reach or plan. The West must be warned that this current invasion is only the beginning and we must do everything we can to stop Putin here before he expands his leverage and hold in the region. That's what's at stake. This was discussed. This was an article that was published in March 17th. And I also did a podcast on this very... And today, we obtained uh, an article that is a pro- that is part of a that is part of Putin propaganda campaign that was published by the Russian news agency, the Russian state news agency that is controlled by Putin and Russia, calling for full blown genocide and destruction of Ukraine as a state. But this article is not new. I mean, the ideas of this article, because this article is is part of the campaign where you they continue to to put out articles and news reports justifying the war and of course and that is the way that is how you brainwash people you continue to 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 sell the message in various different publications the same message in various ways hammering home the same thing over and over and over and ticket until it takes hold of a people but if you are able to do proper analysis and you can critically analyze stuff. You look at this article, you can, see the, you can see the privilege, you can see the power, you can see the control, you can see the ambivalence and how convoluted he is. The fa- and, and even towards the end, he makes an allegation 
of, of, of saying that he's actually trying to decolonize and, and he is leading the, the process of decolonization, partnering with the US to decolon, decolonize when that is actually a hypocritical statement which, con, which is a confusion and a departure from and to the previous statement an ambivalent statement, previous statement in the same article where he says that he, where he's clearly suspicious of, of West and he's trying to drain Euro, uh, Ukraine of, of, of the West. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Putin must be backed up or must be at his last leg as well to, to make such a mistake because nowhere have we heard Ukraine or nowhere have we heard Putin saying that this is a partnership, a process of decolonization until now. It is because the war is getting away from him. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for, 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 if you were able to listen to the entire episode, I appreciate that. And I hope that you continue to, I hope you see, you recognize what we are doing here at the Neoliberal Corporation and here at the Neoliberal Round. And you provide and you support our program. You support us because all of this is free. And we are all about dispelling disinformation and adding value to, to people's lives by providing information and trying to make analysis. And trying to make analysis through this deconstructivism, using deconstructivist and critical methods to uncover and to unearth the truth, people's true intentions, and where those intentions are seeking to discriminate and to continue to to perpetuate injustices and unfair dealings in the world. Thank you for listening to us and continue to to follow us uh, on Twitter. Ronaldo Ronaldo McKenzie, Instagram Ronaldo Kivis or the Neoliberal. On um, Facebook we are Ronaldo McKenzie, and on LinkedIn we are we are Reverend Ronaldo C McKenzie. Um, and of course, subscribe to our program, share it with your friends, and visit our webpage at https ronaldocmckenzie.com or https theneoliberal.com. Take care and have a great day. for listening to another episode of the Neoliberal Round Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.fm from Spotify. Again, thanks to Anchor from Spotify for sponsoring and allowing us to 
broadcast this show on their platform. And thanks to you, our fans, for supporting this program, The Neoliberal Round, brought to you by The Neoliberal Corporation. I'm your host and producer, Ronaldo McKenzie. I hope you have a great day. Mm-hmm.